0: And I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF, and thank you so much for listening to Live with Rye, the podcast. After launching Live with Rye in the fall of 2020 as a digital live stream talk show on YouTube and in the height of the pandemic, and after literally almost everyone calling my digital talk show your podcast, I figured it was finally time to put these episodes in podcast form. So here you go. These episodes, which you will listen to, are from over the last two years, starting from fall 2020 through the beginning of 2022, so some of these episodes may focus on topics and events that have already occurred. Consider it your official Throwback Thursday podcast, if you will. But my dear friend, that's not all. Stay tuned for exclusive new weekly interviews with some of the best and brightest names in the Broadway, pop culture, and entertainment business, because I am your Broadway and entertainment BFF after all, and I have interviewed some of the biggest names in show business from Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winners, so you definitely will want to stay tuned to see who I have next. I hope you get value out of this podcast, and so as they all say before every podcast episode, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to leave a rating and review. But I ask that you please leave a kind review and rating. And listen, if you didn't like an episode, the world does not need more of your negativity. So just don't leave a review then. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and let me know who you'd like to hear. XOXO, Ryan Myers, talk show host, producer, and your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Enjoy the episode. And with that, help me welcome my very special guest, someone who I've been dying to have on the show for quite some time. And I'm thrilled it worked out to have him uh, this time around. And I think he is somebody that you all are going to benefit from. Actually, I know you all will benefit from. Um, He has changed my life in so many ways and continues to. So please help me welcome the incredible Brett Shuford. Hi,
1: hi, I'm so happy to be here. What a sweet introduction. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Well, it's so true. So, I mean, it's it's true. Um, Thank you. you know, yeah. So, let's get started. Tell me a little bit how you got started as um, the, well, now the creative life coach. Used to be the Broadway life coach. But <laughs> was rebranded.
1: Yeah. 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 I've been working on some rebranding here. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I've been working and living in New York City for 22 years. And uh, when I was... I guess it was my fourth Broadway show was The Little Mermaid on Broadway. And uh, I was backstage dressed as a Stingray. And I was talking to my friend, Merwin, who was dressed as a blowfish. (laughs) And we were doing a Saturday matinee. I just was like kind of not really in the mood. You know, just sometimes work feels like work. And it was our seventh show or sixth show of the week. And I just said to him, is this really where you thought your career would be? Kind of, you know, just like 26 and like feeling like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing Sondheim or whatever. I was being kind of, you know, entitled or something. And he looked at me and he said, this isn't a career, it's a job. And when he sent that to me, it really, it really hit me the way that he, he, this guy had, I think at this point had 18 Broadway shows on his resume. And I was like, he really just shows up because this is what he loves to do, not because he's trying to accomplish some sort of next level. Um, and I kept thinking, "Wow, you know, if I wanted to have a job, I could work at Starbucks. I love coffee. Like, what? Why am I doing this? Why am I working on Broadway? What if I'm going to choose to do this? I want to be wholehearted about it and be really intentional about it. And I think that I realized in that process, there were so many of us in the industry who found ourselves backstage on stage doing this thing that we started doing young, had had a real dream about it, but hadn't really thought about how to make that function as a business and as a job. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to learn more about the psychology around this. And then I got certified as a life coach and I branded myself the Broadway life coach. But as I have, as the last two years of really, shifted things especially in the theater industry but since the pandemic i've realized in working with a lot of people one-on-one that broadway really can be a trigger word for people because there's people who pursued it who maybe never accomplished it and so they have a resentment or a bitterness about it but then there's people who've worked on broadway who have some trauma around it which we've all been hearing about over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then I have people who come to me who Broadway's not even on their radar. Like that's just not even what they want. Like they just want to make a full-time living doing what they love. And I was like, you know, I feel like this is limiting who I serve. And, and so I have decided to move away from being the Broadway life coach. And I'm now the creative life coach and I'm serving a a wider audience and doing that
0: you certainly are. And as full disclosure, you are serving a wide audience. One of that audience being yours, truly myself, Um, somebody who is, is Broadway adjacent and loves Broadway, but is not on Broadway himself and has no plans to be, Um, but yes, full disclosure. And you, um, so I love that. The the name of the creative life coach. And I think it's so empowering that you realize that you sort of wanted to do more and took that step to, create that and realize that, you know, you were able to sort of harness that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it feels good.
0: What did being on Broadway teach you about being a creative and sort of becoming your own entity?
1: You know, Broadway is such a place, you know, really perfectly bridges that idea of capitalism and art. And when, you know, I've loved theater, I started doing theater when I was six. It's just, I just knew what I wanted to do. And, and but the you know to me I always thought broadway was the only way I was going to make a full time living doing it and if and it, and it's true in theater it's the most money you'll make yeah. but i realized that in being on broadway how entrepreneurial broadway is right broadway unlike corporations entertainment corporations like disney or netflix or you know and each show on broadway is kind of its own corporate entity and So those producers are independent, the actors are all these independent contractors through the unions. And I was like, whoa, there's something here around um, learning about how to be an independent artist. And what if I could figure out a way to make Broadway almost like make it my day job, and then I could do these things outside of it that I love, like create videos or do content creation or coach people or, you know, And, and that's what I really got curious about was like, I love performing, but what if that actually is my job? And then my career is, is helping people and serving people. And, and I don't, I don't think I could have figured that out if I hadn't have gotten to that level as, as an actor. So Broadway, I think is, is really the ultimate, uh, lesson in understanding how art and commerce operate together, sometimes Mm -hmm. great and sometimes not great. You know, sometimes it's, but because it's, because it's, you know, capitalism, there's an audience for some things. And sometimes it's just the risk you take, you know, you have to, there's, so that's what I think is really fascinating about that industry and that community.
0: No, I, I agree. I think that's wonderful. You know, on the topic of Broadway, you've done so many productions on Broadway. What has been your favorite Broadway production you were a part of?
1: I could have done Beauty and the Beast on Broadway for twenty years. I loved doing that show so much. That's amazing. And there was a guy who was in that show from opening to closing, Bill Nable. Wow. And so that opened what in like eighty nine? And then I think it closed in two ninety or ninety. Yeah. Oh yeah, ninety one, right? Is that what it was? I think so. And then it closed in two thousand and eight. Oh my God. And he was there the whole time. And I was like, I remember when I joined, it was like, oh, God, this guy's been here this whole time. And after doing the show, I was like, I get it now. Like, I would have done that show forever. It was so fun. The music was so good. It was It was just such a storybook of a show, you know? Oh, yeah. I wish, I hope it comes back as a revival soon. I mean, I've seen the
0: tours that they've done of it. Um, of course, it doesn't, you know, uh, equate to the Broadway show. I was not seeing Broadway at that time, but um I remember that the Beauty and the Beast was actually, you know, I used to collect and I still sometimes do fan mail and I used to do the signed programs from the Broadway shows. When I was in middle school, it was a hobby I took up of sending, uh, you know, middle school is a really tough time for me. And one of the releases would be writing to these Broadway shows and asking for, you know, signed playbills and, you know, sometimes signed photos from, you know, the lead and, bro- and actually Beauty and the Beast, the 2007 cast, right around the time of them closing was one of my, the first playbill I ever got. Um, I wonder if I meant it. You might be. I think it was Annalise Vanderpool, was the bell. Um,
1: because I left, I left right at the end, like a few months before they closed because Little Mermaid, we we went to do our out of town, so I left right before beauty closed. But I was doing it well, I did 2006, I think 2007 was when I left. So well, there's uh, a chance if you go check and see. Well, there's when, a chance. I, when I go
0: when I go back home, uh, maybe for the holidays for Jersey, and I look at my collection of that I have. Yeah, let me know. i will have to take a look. That's really cool. <laughs> I hope they do a revival of that because it's a beautiful. Well, show. I know
1: they're doing that one in London or in, in the UK right now. So I have a feeling it might it might they're be on Mary its way. Poppins.
0: they're doing Mary Poppins in the UK, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, they do one with uh, Beauty and the Beast. So. for the creatives who are stuck in their mind and are at a roadblock, how can they break out of that and achieve their potential? I mean, I know this is something I've had conversations uh, obviously with you about, but other creatives I've had uh, on the show and friends in general, how do you break out of that feeling of being stuck or, you know, yes, I want to be a performer or I want to be a director, but, you know, I'm nervous because I don't want to leave my day job and, you know, possibly have no money and have to struggle or... I want to do this, but I'm stuck in this sort of mind block and can't move forward.
1: Well, there's so, I mean, there's so, it's it's a big question. And, you know, for most creatives, if you're afraid of money and that's a very real thing, you know, I'll address that first. You know, your security is very important. Having a roof over your head. I always say to actor friends, like you can't win a Tony if you can't eat. So having food on the table and a roof over your head is important, and it's un- it's important to also understand that in order to get to a place where you can support yourself doing what you love full time, you're gonna have to find a way to support yourself in trying do- doing those adventures. Because any business, any business that you try, no matter if you're an MBA guy or whatever. It doesn't profit to start. It takes time for a business to grow in order to start profiting. So you have to be ha- you have to have the strength and the energy and the security to be able to invest your creative time and energy into making it happen. And so, you know, that's always one of the first things I deal with when when working with clients is what is your security, what is your mindset around income, and understanding that if you're doing a day job it is literally your income to support you doing these other things. So it's important that you don't judge that you're doing it or see it as a hindrance and see it as the support that it is. So that's number one. And then number two, a lot of people who feel stuck creatively, depending on what their venture is, I usually start by looking at what, A, like how much, I basically say, as a a successful artist, you need to be able to balance two things. You need to be able to balance your credibility and your vulnerability. And quite often, if you're feeling stuck, it's because you're not balancing those two things. And what I mean by that is, and this is true for social media, this is true for anyone who wants to build a creative brand. Uh, What I mean by that is there are people... Uh, who prime who just lead with their talent, they just lead with their skill. So they show up at auditions or meetings and they just have they just talk about their resume. Uh, they don't they just talk about their credits and their experiences and the things that they've accomplished. And those people tend to get frustrated because they don't understand. Well, I'm talented. There's more. There's people who are less talented than me doing. You know, greater things, and I don't know what it takes for me to do that, and that's because they're not balancing what I call vulnerability, which is that we also know people who lean way too much into the vulnerability, and those are the people who don't share their skill sets, don't share their talents, but only talk about their personal lives, their their you know struggles, their right. uh, you know so. What's important is that you find a way to balance both of those things. So you want to be able to not only share what you do, but also who you are, because you are more than what you do. And there's a lot of talented people in the world, but they aren't you. So if you're not allowing people to see who you are as a person, and so sometimes that, you know, if you're feeling stuck, it's about really looking at yourself and embracing your stories your history i always say like your mess is your message (laughs) and you know looking at some of the stuff you know like for me i know when i started to i used to hate being from texas i didn't know anyone to know i was from texas when i moved to new york Mm -hmm. i did everything i could to get rid of my accent but i remember there was a moment where i i was backstage i think it was during little mermaid and i was like Texas. I like, like, what's wrong with that? I like, you know, I, I miss country music. I started wearing my cowboy boots around New York city and I started feeling like really like in my body and like myself. And I had this resentment for so long, but when I started to embrace, yeah, I'm from Texas, like whatever. Then I produced a concert at 54 below called Broadway does country. And I did it for like five years annually. And then that got bought by by somebody who wants to produce it in a symphony. And it was all because I started to embrace who I was. And I think that a lot of times we will fall into the trap of one of those two things. So it's super important that you allow yourself to not just rely on your credibility or your vulnerability, that, that you find a way to connect with people with both.
0: I think that is so, so true and so important. and. I mean, for those who might not know, I mean, how, how does one sort of try their best to connect? I mean, if some, uh, with, you know, whether it's their social media following or, you know, people that are online, you know, if they don't think that they have something that can connect them, you know, they might say like, well, like, I'm boring. Like, what am I going to connect with? Or they're you know, like, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, well, I think if you think you're boring, right, you're forgetting that human beings are fascinating. Like, the most, like, r- you want to be relatable. right. Right. And so people being able to see who you are as a human, uh, you know, is is what makes them connect with you. And the only way you're going to build trust with people, in order to get them to support you or buy your product or whatever it is, you build trust over time, you build trust by by really speaking to your audience. And so I always, as you know, start with like, who is your audience? Like, who do you really want to serve and getting really specific about it? A lot of times people are like, uh, 25 to 60 year olds. Like, no, 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 no. Like pick a person, like manifest a person, create a person or think of an ideal person that you've had in the past. And your message can really be that specific to that person. It makes it so much easier to show up Yeah. because what's super important is that when you start, you know, I would say even before that, you start, it starts by making a decision. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? You know What kind of impact do you want to make in the world? And if you decide that you want to make that kind of impact, then you have to decide to make a commitment, no matter what level of success you think you're supposed to be accomplishing, because it takes time. Building trust and building relationships take time, especially when they're genuine, organic, and authentic. There's a lot of hacks and a lot of ways to like grow your following in a really fast way and spend a lot of money and all that stuff, but it's not necessarily going to be authentic and organic. And it's so important to me that who I am as a person is directly integrated with who you see online. So I think that if that's not important to you, if you just want to just make fast money and, you know, then, you know, there's ways to do that through, you know, look at some sales people and, and do that. But I think what I always wanted in the world was someone who saw me who, you know, I needed to feel validated. And so that's what I try to do for my audience. So it starts with that decision. It starts with knowing who your audience is. And then it starts with being able to be vulnerable, tell your story, like I said, your mess is your message.
0: That is <laughs> so great. Your mess is your message. Wow, that's powerful. That is that
1: is that is really powerful.
0: Uh, what is one thing you want creatives and artists to know about themselves?
1: Hmm. One thing that I want creatives and artists, creatives and artists, to know about themselves.
0: Yeah, or creatives in general. I mean, I've used, and I guess they're all intertwined. But yeah.
1: Um, um I guess it's just that. You know, no matter, I I think the one thing I wish more people accepted is that six. You know, success as a creative as an artist requires a willingness to fail. Yeah. It requires a certain level of risk. So you know, I always say, be willing to fail, be willing to try, be willing to fail publicly. <laughs> It might, it might scare you, but I promise you it won't hurt you. And if anything, you know, I, I wrote a blog post about this once, but there are no mistakes. We just learn. Yeah. And so if you don't make mistakes, if you don't do it wrong, you'll never get it right. Wow, That's I like
0: that. Yeah. You are so right. You have to make mistakes to uh, you know, to get where you are and figure it out. It's the only way you learn. What services do you offer through your company, Broadway Life Entertainment? I mean, I know you're the creative life coach, but what are some services that people could get from you?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. I am actually right now, if anyone's interested, you can download a free uh, map that I call the Imposter to Influencer Map. If you just go to impostertoinfluencermap.com, it's a great fun guide to help you figure out your personal brand online. Um, so that's a great place to start if anyone's interested. And then the
0: uh, imposter, to influencer.
1: imposter to influencer map.com. Um, and that is a really fun, I use the map of Disneyland as a guide to help you build your, your theme park, your virtual theme park, if you will. Um, and uh, so that is a great place to start. And then I offer one-on-one coaching. And in January, I'm going to be launching uh, my second cohort of my creative, I'm calling it the creative visibility course. So that's a six-week co- course to help you build your marketing and uh, creative brand.
0: Wow. So you offer quite a lot. I I love that. I love that. And that's uh, really powerful. You're making a difference and really um, you know, helping so many people. Part of what you do and Offer, or I should say Offer, part of what you do, you're one part of Broadway Husbands, the yep. popular uh, Instagram channel and YouTube channel. Uh, how did Broadway Husbands come about? I know the second half, Steven is not present, but how did it come about for the both of you?
1: I was making YouTube videos during Paramore. I was doing Paramore on Broadway. And I was, uh, one of the series I did every month was, I called it Broadway husbands. It was me and Steven and we would do silly challenges and you know, and then we would have guests on like we had Carol Lindsay and her husband and different couples on and Amazing. we would do different games. And I noticed that those videos always did better than any of my other content. So I was like, I wonder if I created a separate channel for this and no one had the Instagram handle. No one had the YouTube handle. I was like, oh, this was kind of fun. And before I knew it, so that was 2018 when I started the Instagram and, and now we have what, 65,000 followers. And it's, it's just a fun way for us to create something together, create visibility for LGBTQ marriage, which is super important to us. Yeah. And of course now grow our family, which is, which is our newest announcement. We're going to have a baby in April. So
0: that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's really exciting. You must be so excited. and So excited. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy. And do you know, is it a boy or a girl?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do know. We're not saying, but yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's good to know. Good. Well, yeah. both of you. That's great. Thank so, you. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so how important is social media presence um, for people in this in the creative industry? I know social media can be both a... Blessing and a beast. Um, but how important if you want to be creative and successful, is it to be on social media, even if it's just one platform at a time that you're focused on?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it's I think it really depends on your goals, right? I don't think you have to be on social media to be successful. I don't. Uh and I tell people that like listen, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't do it because it is a job, it is a full-time job in order to do it successfully. But if you decide you're not gonna do social media, then you need to make a decision of how you're gonna build relationships because you know, while you don't need social media, it's the easiest and cheapest way to get your work seen, get your name out there and build relationships with people. So if you're not going to use it, then you need to find another avenue to build relationships with people And you need to make a decision again, decision, 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 but it starts with deciding, okay, if I don't like social media, then what am I going to do to get in front of the people that I want to collaborate with and know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, but I, I look at social media very differently than I think a lot of people look at it. I think a lot of people see social media as a marketing tool or they see it as a responsibility or they see it as, this like thing they're supposed to do. And I see social media as an opportunity Mm -hmm. to extend your creativity out in the world. That's all it is. Like if I can have an idea and just be willing to put it out there, there's plenty of ways to do that. And, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever I choose, I'm going to find a way to just put it out in the world and see how people respond not everybody's going to like it. I'm not making it for everybody. And, you know, so I think it's really important to understand that if you want to be a creative and you want to be known as a creative in the world, you have everything you need to make that happen. If you just decide to do it and be willing to fail. Love that.
0: Words the I'm preaching here, words of wisdom, <laughs> words of wisdom. I love it. If you could give your younger self five years ago advice for where you are now, what would it be?
1: Hmm. Five years ago.
0: Yeah. Let's say five years ago or young, I, younger self, I guess in general, but I feel like five years ago. Cause every, for everyone progresses, I guess every five years there's, you know?
1: Yeah. I probably would tell myself five years ago. I probably would start by saying, why don't you call it the creative life coach instead of the Broadway life coach? just, do that uh I would start there <laughs> um yeah that's and then five years ago we were we were you know I think that I would love to have told myself five years ago that I can be as successful as a coach and as an entrepreneur as I was as an actor I just didn't believe it was possible and uh and i would just tell myself hey look it's it is totally possible just you you got to put your commitment in there and and do the work
0: i love that i think yeah that is that is that is great thanks where can we learn more about you and keep up with you follow you all of that good stuff
1: well everything is at at brett Schuford, so uh, brettshuford.com you can go to uh, instagram at brettshuford and tiktok uh and of course youtube brettshuford um and yeah and then of course broadway husbands right if you haven't followed us on instagram wow you made all the graphics for this this is it so is. good yeah
0: I, I, I feel like i'm forgetting i feel like i'm forgetting one but you feel yeah. like.
1: <laughs> that's great so yeah you can come follow me uh on all those channels Uh, in November, I'm going to be debuting some new YouTube videos. So that's, so we're excited about that. That's exciting. That's exciting.
0: And for those of you watching who might be interested, you can keep up with me by following me at Rye underscore Myers on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook at official Rye Myers. You see my uh, social media handle also in my description name as well. And once again, if you were so inclined please feel free to donate, go to ridethenewsgocom donate or scan this fancy QR code right here, which will take you to my Venmo and just leave any donation amount you can. I love being able to do this and talk with people like Brett and other uh, luminaries in this industry, but Let's continue to support everyone and uh, take this to the next level. And if you're interested in um, collaborating on a project or want to learn more about what I'm doing, you can also visit RyeEntertainment.com, my production company's website. Um, Lots of exciting things happening and in the works. So head over there as well uh, to see more. Brett, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and doing this. It was really wonderful. And I hope... I. I got a lot out of it, a lot that I knew, but a lot that I learned that I didn't know. And I hope everyone watching got a lot out of it.
1: Thank you for having me. You're awesome, Rye. Thank you, Brett.
0: Hi, friend. It's Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I hope you got value out of it. Hey, do me a big favor. Download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And also leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more five-star ratings and review that I have, the better this podcast does. So I need your help and support. So make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast and hey if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form you can click the link in the show notes to go to my youtube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form it's really really cool so make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well well thank you so much for watching and i will see you next thursday for another episode of live with rye the podcast make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of live with rye the podcast thanks so much and have a great night